Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Good morning, Eastern North Carolina. Welcome back to Nine on Your Side's Morning Brew. My name is Ford Sanders. I'm a reporter for the Morning Edition. I am joined with Kelly Hunter, our editor, and we're so excited for today's episode. I actually just want to jump right into it, Kelly. So the first thing we have is the summer meal program. Now, this is a story that I did earlier this week, and it's something that's really, really important. So the Beaufort County School System is working to make sure that all children under 18 get fed this summer. You do not have to be a student to be a part of this program. So that was what stuck out to me is that, wow, you guys are feeding every single kid in that county that is 18 or under. So with that, you get a breakfast and a lunch from the program. The breakfast is a more shelf-stable item because they actually, if you're picking it up at around 11, they probably want you to save that breakfast for the next day. But it's Monday through Thursday, and that lunch is a hot lunch. So they get a hot lunch, a hot meal, and on Thursday, they give you a big box filled with more breakfast and lunch to last you another three days. So they got you covered for all seven days of the week, which is really awesome. One thing that stood out to me, Kelly, was that they said, you know, they're teaming up with local suppliers to ensure fresh fruits and veggies. That goes all the way through June, or July, excuse me, with their USDA funding. So I thought that was really cool. And I think, Kelly, you also looked up some stuff about what it means with um, meal shortages and things like that across the U.S. Yeah, so I think it's really awesome that they're doing that because there are over 13 million children in the United States who don't know where their next meal is coming from. And just this summer alone, they're expecting to feed over, I think they're going to have like 54 million meals that they're going to give out and distribute across the nation. Yeah. So Beaufort County is doing a big part in helping out and playing their role because this is a problem for everybody. This is everybody should care. Everybody deserves to have food. Every Nobody deserves to know what it's like to not eat. For sure, for sure. Starving and Especially starvation children. is a big thing. Right, yeah. right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's really important. And I really like, like I said again, that the fact that the school system's working to make sure that anybody in that county, 18 and under, is going to get fed. And then they have three production kitchens. So they've got a big amount of production happening, but they have, I think it's like seven or eight, um, don't quote me on that, but they have over more than three, obviously, when it comes to distribution sites. And so that way they've gone all parts of the county. They're not just centralizing in a Washington because they know how hard it is for parents and guardians to get out. So yeah, really, really great story. So there. if our listeners wanted to contribute or um, donate some food of their own or donate their time to help out, how could they go about getting involved? Yeah. So it's actually a little confusing because, you know, funding does come from the USDA. So they don't really take donations necessarily in funding. And when it comes to volunteering, they didn't really mention that, you know, I think they use it their staff and things like that. So it actually, um, speaking of, I do know this for a fact, other than staffing, this is being done by school nutrition. So these are the school nutrition services. And I I spoke with their executive director and she told me that their staff is working Monday through Thursday. She wanted to give them Friday off, you know, just during the summer. She wants them to be with their family. So if you are interested, I would suggest looking at the school nutrition services part of it and not necessarily the school system because okay. um, they're the ones that are going to help utilize it. So it's really awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's good to know. And we're entering into Pride Month. Yes, Pride Month is a huge historic month. It's definitely something that uh, people need to be more educated on as well. So um, there's still things to learn about it. One of the stories that I know me and some other reporters are going to try and do is look at the history of it. So we have the LGBTQ Center of ECU. We've got a couple congregations with some churches that are very um, open for um, LGBTQIA plus individuals, things like that. So with this month being Pride Month, I'll definitely be looking at stories of what it means, you know, the true history behind Pride Pride Month and, you know, ways that LGBTQIA plus um, youth and things like that and adults are being protected and, you know, just a little overview of the month. So good. Well, yeah, that'll be really exciting to 
here and see later on throughout the month because they, we really have made such incredible For strides sure. over sure. the years from where we were at. Yeah. And speaking of which, with uh, July 4th, a month around the corner, the burn ban has officially been lifted yes. as of yesterday, Thursday, June counties, 2nd. Right? Got lifted? Yes, a bunch yes. Of counties, yeah, over twenty for sure. Yeah, and that is thanks to all this heavy rain we're going to be getting for the next couple for of sure. days and into next week. But we need a good rain every once in a while. So agreed. agreed. Let it rain. Yeah, I'm not mad about <laughs> the rain. Honestly, it's it's been nice to kind of cuddle up and watch just movies. Relax, right? Yes, Netflix and chill yeah. all the way. Yeah. So speaking of which, with summer and Fourth of July around the corner, the Fort Macon State Park has decided to extend their hours of operation. They will now be open until nine o'clock at night to accommodate for more people. The fort has a museum and guided tours that start at 11 a.m., noon and 2 and 3 p.m. They have exhibit rooms located inside the fort, but however, they are still closed due to Hurricane Florence. However, they are expected to reopen early next year. If you also want to check out things besides the museum, they have fun hiking trails located right out front, and it is a great place to go and take your family. Yeah, I love any type of like museum and stuff like that. Like all, the, And especially coming off of Memorial Day and, you know, honoring our fallen soldiers and things like that. Any type of fort, um, any type of national, like state park recognized State Park is just a really awesome way to, um, you know, kind of learn a little more. So besides the Fort Macon State Park, we also have the North Carolina Zoo Butterfly Garden. So for those of you who really like butterflies and caterpillars, listen up because this is actually really interesting. So the North Carolina Zoo has added in pollination stations that are spread out around the zoo to help save pollination insects like the monarch butterflies. The zoo is entering a program called SAFE standing for saving animals from extinction. It's part of an effort to help the decreasing monarch population. Right now, the monarch butterflies during the winter travel to Mexico and they stay there so they can keep warm and then they return back to the U.S. in the spring. During the journey, the butterflies need to stop in wildflower and wheat fields so they can rest and refuel, kind of like how us humans stop That's at gas awesome. stations, yeah. you know, to relieve ourselves or to get a beverage right. or a snack. The zoo staff wants visitors to help out by planting their own pollination stations at home. So when you leave the zoo, they'll be giving out bags of seed um, for food and stuff wow. like that. For so you it's to, interactive, yeah. Yeah, super interactive. And, you know, I really did not know that the monarch population was decreasing so that's always very interesting and fascinating to hear speaking of traveling like those butterflies are doing we also have got a local traveler we got emma hasting she's a 17 year old junior at jh rose high school and she is a swimmer that's going to compete in the u.s olympic trials so kelly she'll be traveling to omaha nebraska she's going to represent the east carolina aquatics at the olympic team trials and this is awesome so back in january she earned a qualifying time of eight minutes 47 seconds and 30 milliseconds in the women's 800 meter freestyle during the TYR Pro Swim Series meet in Richmond, Virginia. So she is really, really killing it. She is making sure to put her name on the map. And we love to hear of a local resident making it. And that's the Olympic trials is such a big deal. That's huge, um, yeah. Yeah, Emma Hastings is actually committed for college to NC State. When she was 16, she qualified for the Olympic trials, ranking her in the top 10 in her age division in the whole entire country at the time. I mean, she is legit. That's <laughs> killing it. Yeah, yeah. nominee. That's like Michael Phelps status. That's wild. Yeah, so that's awesome. Good for you, Emma Hastings, and we're going to be here in Eastern North Carolina rooting and cheering you on. There's also another little girl around Eastern North Carolina. She is six years old. Her name is Ava Grace, and she is probably one of the youngest CEOs to come out of Eastern North Carolina. I have a funny story about Ava Grace. 
Oh, let me hear it. Her representatives reach out to me. She has reps and everything. Oh, wow. So I was actually reached out about this uh, last week and I saw it's the youngest like CEO and her Instagram account has over 9,000 followers. She's about to hit 10K from all over the world. Um, It helped kickstart her business and continue to grow. The name of her business, like we said, is Ava's Glitzy Gloss. So they've been using social media and things like that. Basically, they sell cosmetics, jewelry and other fashion accessories such as scrunchies, purses, container packs of lip gloss and all of that stuff. I think it's so awesome. And Kelly, it's, it's really cool to, about their mission. Um, their mission is to empower girls to be glitzy, glossy, and bossy. That is so funny. I love that uh, mission. That's actually Dude, really yeah, great. Right? Um, I did just find out that this weekend here at the Greenville Mall, Ava and her mom are going to be doing a pop-up shop that will help promote their business and sell their products. So love if you're that. looking to look at some purses, oh, jewelry, scrunchies, be sure to check it out this Saturday and Sunday, June 5th and 6th. And we didn't want to stop there. Ava, guys, guess what? She recently donated $100 from a fundraising event to help another small business that lost its food truck and warehouse to an electrical fire. So she is six years old. She's making her own money, and she's even trying to give back to other small businesses in the community. So she's really, really, really an inspiration. Another interesting thing, you know, Ava and them are definitely going to be using their iPhone to take pictures and put those pics up on Instagram. And with that being said, we want to move on to Google Photo Storage. So Google is now taking away, Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, It's there's no more free storage? How does that work? It's up to five gigabytes of free storage, gotcha. which as many of you know, if you even have over 300 pictures, you're <laughs> pushing that. And most of us have way more right. than that on our cellular devices. Because I know a lot of people use the Google Photos because it was kind of like unlimited, I believe. So it was mm-hmm. a great place for people just to store their stuff. So where do you actually keep your stuff stored? Oh my goodness, I have it a little bit of all over the place. Really? I have it in the cloud. Smart, honestly. Um, I have some downloaded on my old laptop that is strictly just for picture purposes as it's too old for the internet to really run on it. Um, yeah, just a little bit of all over the place. You know, I used to print them out, but honestly, printing out pictures and starting like picture books, it takes up so much space. And no, honestly, yeah. I'm already strapped for space in my apartment as it is. See, I, I store mine in my, um, my camera roll just cause I got the new iPhone and it has like a bunch of gigabytes. So haven't run into an issue yet, but I know I will. So I'm like, Oh, I got to find a new service. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different places where you can go to store your photos. You can also use OneDrive. Ooh, yes. Um, yeah, that's a nice new feature they added, but you can also uh, be sure to use apples but apple is going to make it so that you now have to pay for the extra storage so i believe i am currently on that track and i pay i want to say do. It's, I pay yeah like $2.99, I wanna, a month. $2.99 a month for extra storage like 50 gigs or something like that so it's a good deal but i mean it's worth it yeah, honestly you're gonna need paying. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember when it was free man i wish things were back to free again but with warm weather here for the summertime Hopefully we're going to be in the 90s. We're going to stay in the 90s for a little bit. One can hope so we can get some sun, catch some rays. Where are you excited to check out or frequent for now that COVID restrictions have eased on up? Kelly, I got to tell you, this is a basic answer. Oh, no. (laughs) I am from Nashville, Tennessee. All we had was the lake. I am excited to go to the beach. The beach. I want to go to the beach. And with, um, you know, like we just talked about with restrictions lifting, I want to go get some crab legs. <laughs> I want to be in a bar. I want to be around people. And it's really awesome to see the amount of vaccinations rolling out. You know, there's a lot of safety being put in place and things like that. So really awesome to feel like we're getting back to some normalcy. Um, I definitely agree. And especially after um, seeing the crowds are out for Memorial Day weekend, you know, it's a nice taste of what normalcy sure. was over for a year sure. and a half ago. And hopefully this continues and the more people get vaccinated and the infection rate continues to be on the decline. So right. fingers crossed. All we can do 
is do our part, get vaccinated, or wear your mask, stay away from people at a distance. You know the deal. Okay, but can we talk about the heat? So what are some ways that you're saying cool? You know, especially with Eastern North Carolina, like it is, it's hot, Kelly, like it is hot. (laughs) Other than, you know, staying inside and staying in air conditioning because I love AC, (laughs) always need that. No, um, I recently bought for some kids that I know a huge, I want to say it's like an 11 foot tall pink, it's not a penguin. What is it called? Oh, it's an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ostrich and you run oh. underneath it and like water comes. Oh I bought all these water gosh. toys and games for these kids. And honestly, it looks so fun. Boy, I can't wait yeah, to set same. it up. Yeah, I got them a slip and slide. Um, oh my gosh. I know it says for ages six and up, but you know, well, well, we're six and six. up, I count. But yeah, no, just fun water activities is Pretty much a good way to do it. Popsicles. Love a good icy pop. And they're low in calories, so I don't feel like I'm... Overindulging or anything. Yeah, or doing anything terrible. Yeah, and like my apartment complex, we got the pool. Sit out, have a nice drink. So that's what I'm looking forward to for sure. No, the North Carolina heat is definitely no joke. It can get pretty toasty down here. So just be sure to have water in your car, to have water always on you. Definitely sunscreen. (laughs) Please wear sunscreen. Skin cancer is no joke, and skin cancer rates are on the up and up. So... Wear your sunscreen and stay hydrated. Please, please, please make sure you drink your water. That's going to be the number one way that you, A, feel good, stay safe, and stay healthy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Nine on Your Side Morning Brew. Be sure to check out the morning weekday edition news from 4.30 to 7 every Monday through Friday as we bring you the latest and greatest of what's going on around Eastern North Carolina and nationally as well. 